Hey guys, welcome to my new podcast called Sitting Down with Tessa. I am just your average young mom to three children trying to figure out motherhood, life, and how to juggle a career all at the same time. But more than anything, it's my goal to creatively inspire beauty not only in my own life, but in your life as well. So I hope that you enjoy today's podcast and make sure to visit my website, www.tessacurby.com for more information. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 11 and I'm calling this one Striving to Thrive and it's actually a blog post that I wrote last week and I thought it would be a good podcast because it's right up to speed with everything that I've been talking about here and so I thought I would put my words into voice format on this one and um, and talk to you guys about this book called Made Like Martha. It is a very special book because one of my friends from my hometown in Michigan actually wrote it. And it's an incredibly inspiring book. It is for all those women out there that have a doer's heart and have a hard time resting in knowing that God has them right where he wants them to be. And there's nothing that you have to do to make him love you anymore. And you don't have to strive and to try and to be perfect at anything that you do, that you are perfect just the way that you are. And for somebody like me that is a doer, that likes to do, 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 in order to receive, this book like just hit me right in the face, like square in the eyes, and had has so many truths, so many just, wow, like, you will just be knocked off your feet because you're just like, oh my gosh, this is me. Or, oh my gosh, I needed to hear this. I didn't think anybody else felt like this. And so if you're like me, head on over to Amazon right now and look up Made Like Martha and you will not be let down. Let me just tell you that. So this week, Um, The reason I wrote a blog post on this book is because she actually invited me into her book club specifically for the launch of this book. And so I had the honor of writing about chapter 7, which is entitled The Middle Ground Between Striving and Slowing, Stewarding Well Without Overdoing It. So I'm going to jump in and I'm just going to read what I wrote down and maybe even add some things in there that weren't part of my blog post initially and I would love to hear from you guys in my review section on the podcast app or in the comment section of my blog. All the comments are so 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 appreciated and always read. So here we go we're jumping right in to striving to thrive. So when I started originally reading this chapter like I like I mentioned earlier it's called the middle ground between striving and slowing. I was I was so struck by the way that it spoke to my doer's heart. How I am constantly pressing into my worth by trying to do 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 in order to receive. When in reality all I have to do is absolutely nothing in order to receive my worth because he has already paid it all so that I can stand before him blameless and righteous, right? He's already done the work so that I can just be. And this reality is hard for someone like me. 
And if you're a doer, it's hard for somebody like you, someone that constantly wants to be productive and be seen for that productivity. And, you know, when I decided to be a stay-at-home mom at the young age of 21, I thought that I was literally watching my dreams come true. I, I had wanted to be a homemaker and a mother since I can remember. I actually remember dreaming about it. My mom was a young mom and she was a homemaker and she was a stay-at-home mom. And I can just remember as a young girl just wanting to have her life and wanting to be just like her. And so when I actually got the opportunity to do so, my heart was content. I was so incredibly excited. And I couldn't wait to do all the quote-unquote mom things like cook meals for my husband and rock my baby to sleep and read books and make my house a home and steward the needs of my family all in a day's time. And I eagerly awaited that first day home alone. Like I was so excited. I couldn't wait to experience. I mean, obviously, I was nervous. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. But I couldn't, I couldn't wait to experience what motherhood was going to be like on my own, on the day-to-day, in the nitty-gritty. And you know, as that day came, I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there some more, and I waited for those feelings of joyful bliss to find their home in my heart. But all I felt was sheer boredom and isolation. This was nothing like I had imagined it would be. And there was only so many things that I could do in a day in between nursing a baby, cleaning up spit up, and changing yet another poopy diaper that were productive. I felt like that's all I did. In fact, I couldn't get anything done because my baby would start crying the moment that I put her down. Or the minute I did put her down without her fussing, all I wanted to do was take a nap myself. And I remember feeling so hopeless and so defeated when my husband would come home from a long day of work or school or whatever he was doing. Usually it was both of those things. And he'd ask me, so what did you do today? And like every time he'd ask me, I felt like he was that pesky little kid poking the belly of a bear, just waiting to see how long it took for that bear to attack. Like that bear was me and he was that pesky kid. (laughs) And it took everything inside of me not to want, not to punch him in the face. And I, that sounds harsh, but you guys, I was a postpartum mother, okay? I, I felt like when he asked me that question, like he wanted to expose my failed attempts at productivity. I felt like he could see right through my fake facade of blissful motherhood and I felt like every time he asked me that, I needed to justify my day with all these things that I did when in reality, I didn't feel like I was doing anything that that grand or that great or that life-changing. But now, you know, six years later, when I subjectively look back at that time in my life, I know what I was feeling. My feelings of inadequacy from not doing what I what I deemed was productive or masked in the form of my worth. And because I didn't feel like my life was producing anything of worthiness, I didn't feel that I added anything of value to the life of my family. So in the absence of my productivity, I sought out every way that I could create it. 
I started flipping furniture pieces. I got involved in a MLM company, also known as a direct sales company. I led worship at my mom's group at church. I started a blog and then I thought I'd start a calligraphy business on top of that. I just couldn't stop myself from striving. I just wanted to do. I just wanted to be productive. I wanted to feel like I was worth something. And I felt like the more I did, the more I accomplished. And the more I accomplished, the more I became. And every single time, tried and true, an opportunity arose, I saw it as a way for me to establish myself that much more. And it didn't matter how many babies I had during that crazy time of my life. I still allowed that lie that told me I was never enough to run my life. And as I listened to that unrelenting lie throughout the years, I watched my marriage suffer, I watched my parenting suffer, and I watched my relationships crumble and business plans fail. I simply could not do all and be all at the same time. I could not be the best mom and the best wife and the best entrepreneur and the best worship leader and the best, you know, you name it. I could not do it all. Something had to give. And the author of this book, Made Like Martha, her name is Katie. She says it perfectly when she says, Many of us aren't sure where the middle ground is anymore, which makes standing on it difficult. But when we struggle to find the solid ground between striving and resting, we are still adored daughters of a good father who leads us with love. You know, guys, the truth is there isn't anything that we can do to find balance. Balance is an elusive idea. Everybody's chasing it. Everybody wants this, you know, play by play and a list of things that they need to do in order to have balance in their life. And there's only one way that we can begin to somewhat balance our lives and that's by stewarding the gifts that God has given us. You know, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he is the only one that can give our hearts the contentment that we need to thrive, like to to truly thrive. And only he can remind us of our worth. Only he can replace our perfectionist seeking productivity obsessed hearts with his divine surpassing peace and it's because of him and through him that we can claim our worth not because of anything that we've done right there's nothing that we can do but because of our birthright because he created us because by birth we are sons and daughters of the most high king and we we inherit the kingdom that he has made for us And so there's nothing that we need to do. There's no striving that we need to do. It's just to rest and steward the gifts that he has given us. And you know what? If I'm being 100% totally honest right now, I'm not even sure that that I've fully been able to wrap my head around this concept. This concept of grace and righteousness and birthright and worthiness and all of that. But I know that the Father's best for me is not what I deem best for myself. In fact, His best for me is far greater than I could ever imagine. So that is what I cling to. And that is what I will continue to press into so that I can experience His fullness apart from my own. And so that I can be content with just being so that I 
know my doing is in accordance to his will for my life. Does that make sense? I hope that you guys are all shaking your head right now. So that's the end of my of that blog post. And I hope that it stirs something in you because I know that writing it, it stirred a lot in me and it, it really brought to the surface a lot of things and a lot of lies that I have believed about my life and about myself over over the years. And I think that I've always been a doer at heart, but I feel like as I've become a mom, I have let that lie kind of become an insurmountable belief that I've clung to. And so it's almost become like, if I'm not doing, I'm not a good mom. Or if I'm not, you know, like attending all the different groups at church, and then if I'm not taking my kids to library time, and if I'm not putting my kids in different sports events, and I am not, you know, a part of this mom's group and not leading in this way, then I'm not a good mom. And that is what I have judged my mothering experience on is all the things that I'm not doing instead of all the things that I am doing. Like choosing to homeschool my homeschool my kids before they go to kindergarten or preschool and choosing to do worship with my kids so that they can experience the presence of the Lord in a tangible and real way instead of just on Sundays when they go to church. Like choosing to do bedtime prayers and you know, at the dinner time, at the dinner prayers, does that make sense? At dinner time prayer, you know what I'm saying? Just choosing to be consistent in things that the Lord has called me to do. And just because I'm not doing all the things that some moms are doing, doesn't mean that I'm disqualified as a mom. Doesn't mean that I don't measure up. Doesn't mean that he loves me any less or that he sees me as a worse parent. He knows my capacity he knows what I'm good at. And sometimes, yes, I will admit, there are ways that we need to challenge ourselves a little bit more. There are ways that we need to step out of our comfort zone and do the things of the kingdom and do the things that he asked us to do because he didn't ask us to live a comfortable Christian life. Am I right? He asked us to live in pursuit of him. And sometimes, actually more than sometimes, more like all the time, that means stepping out in faith. That means stepping out in your calling and doing things that are uncomfortable, like encouraging the person next to you or at the gym, telling your instructor that they did an awesome job and that you love their teaching style, encouraging somebody, uplifting somebody, writing somebody a special note or going on your Instagram and reaching out to a mom or a single mom or any woman at all and telling them that you're inspired by their content and that you come to their page because you're inspired by them. All those little things matter. And yes, sometimes they take extra time. And yes, sometimes they take you outside of your comfort zone. But God sees those and God sees your heart in that. And I often think, you know, when I feel discouraged, I need to go and encourage somebody else because by golly, they probably feel discouraged too. Like we need to take initiative. If we're not feeling encouraged, then that means that we're probably not doing a good job of encouraging other people. And so I kind of got off track, (laughs) but you know where I'm going. We are not to strive to, in order to thrive. We are able to thrive by just 
being who God created us to be. And I'm finding that that's a, a really hard place to come to of of just being. And I think that's not for just Martha's. That's for people that are like Mary too. Because we, we're, never, we're never comfortable just being ourselves. We never, all of us, I feel like, don't feel like we ever um, measure up because we're so busy comparing ourselves. And so... I, in this season of my life, am am just in pursuit of who I am when I'm in the presence of God and who he created me to be apart from what I, what defines me. You know, when you think about, um, when people ask you what you do for a living, um, usually those are the things that define you or when people ask you, you know, like, oh, what do you like to do? Or, you know, like, describe yourself in four characters, characteristics or whatever. Those are usually the things, those attributes that you call out on your about yourself are usually the things that identify you as a person. And oftentimes, they're not even things that God, how God sees you. He's like, what, you see yourself in four characteristics. I see so much more. And so I'm trying to get to that place of opening myself up to just being who God created me to be and and seeing how seeing me through through the lens that he sees me. Does that make sense? I know it's kind of an abstract thought. I feel like I want to challenge you guys all that are listening to this to press into that, to press into who you are and who God created you to be. And maybe that means that you take a couple extra minutes this week every single day and you sit down with the Lord, and you journal, and you talk to God, and you practice listening to God, and you turn on a worship song, and you just allow yourself to soak in that song, close your eyes, ask, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart in that moment, and just allow Him to flood you with how He sees you. Just ask Him, Lord, how do you see me? And just allow Him to speak in and through your heart. So I hope that this message was encouraging for you. If you'd rather read it, you can go to my website, www.tessakirby.com, and it is on my blog. It's, again, it is um, entitled Striving to Thrive, and it's from Made Like the Made Like Martha Book Club. Um, yeah, you can find it there. I really actually hope to have the author, Katie, read on this podcast show sometime soon as like a guest and so I've talked to her about it she's agreed we just have to set up a time and a date so look forward to hearing from Katie in the future and like I said leave a review in the comments in the review no not the comments the review section below subscribe to my podcast uh, channel I would love to hear from you guys thank you so much for coming and listening take a take a gander at the other episodes and I hope that you enjoy them Again, thank you guys so, so, so much. Hey guys, thanks again so much for checking out my podcast today. I hope that you enjoyed and I hope that you'll come back again another time. But in the meantime, if you're new here and want to get to know me and my family a little bit more, you can find us at www.tessakirby.com. That's www.tessakirby.com. 
And if you want to see a little bit more in depth into our lives, you can check out my Instagram page. It is at Tessa and Kirby. Again, thank you guys so, so much for coming along this journey with me.